Hello, adventuresses, and welcome to the podcast dedicated to women who love horses, travel, and most of all, adventure. My name is Heather, and I will be your host today. And what a great show we have for you today. Um, We're talking about super cool things you can go and watch that are equestrian. Um, And today I thought, you know, we're coming into fall. We're starting to, you know, maybe not being outside as much and dreaming about those fun adventures and different horsey things we can do. And I came across this article on like the world's best rodeos. Rodeo has been something near and dear to my heart for a really long time. Uh, as a kid, I loved the, you know, the Gymkhana kind of events when I was going to horse shows and going through 4-H and then growing up in Calgary, of course, the Calgary Stampede, you know, one of the world's greatest outdoor shows on earth. So I thought, hey, why not talk about some of the best rodeos in the world? Um, so you can all plan what, you know, 2023 is going to look like, because basically, Almost every month, you can go to another really amazing rodeo and not only see some amazing horses, some amazing cowboys and cowgirls, but some real, uh, you know, some equestrians truly at uh, the peak of their craft. Uh, So stay tuned for a great episode on the great rodeos of the world. We are explorers. We are trailblazers. We love to do what cannot be done. We love to test our limits cross borders, and we love the freedom horses bring us. We seek lands without fences. Who are we? We are equestrian adventuresses. We are a community of women who love horses, travel, and adventure. To infinity and beyond! And now your hosts, Uta and Heather. Today's podcast is sponsored by Stone Horse Expeditions in Mongolia. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to visit a distant land? Ride across unfenced grassy hills, down long flower-filled valleys, crossing rivers and mountain passes, making camp in beautiful riverside setting, and watching the horses graze in nearby meadows, all while sipping a glass of wine or perhaps a cup of tea just as the sun goes down. And then do it again tomorrow and again for days at a time. Stone horse expeditions in Mongolia with their easygoing yet tough Mongolian horses, each with an unforgettable character, may be just the trip you were looking for to help rebalance in pristine nature with like-minded friends after a long absence of travel. Stone horse provides a safe, small group environment taking care of your needs from the moment you arrive to the moment of departure. Their seasoned staff and experienced trip leaders, their own comfortable handmade saddles, and the delicious meals conjured up each night will make for an adventure of a lifetime. With a combined expedition experience of 40 plus years, the owners of Stonehorse know what to provide you to make each trip a memorable experience. Whether traveling with friends or making new ones along the way, you will add to the story of Stonehorse, and it will become a part of your own. You can contact Stonehorse through their website at www.stonehorsemongolia.com or email them directly at info at stonehorsemongolia.com to learn more about how you can join them as they travel by horseback through the cultural and wilderness landscapes of this enchanted land. Well, adventuresses, we're back here uh, talking all about rodeo, one of my favorite things to do. 
Um, and I wanted to uh, uh, just kind of give you uh, a little bit of backstory. I know everybody probably, you know, knows what rodeo is, but here is, uh, you know, the actual, like the definition and, uh, you know, kind of some background. So rodeo is a competitive equestrian sport that uh, basically came out of the working practices of cattle herding in Spain and Mexico. But then it eventually expanded throughout the Americas, United States and Canada, and to other nations. It was originally based on the skills required of the working vericos uh, and later cowboys and cowgirls in what um, today is the Western United States, Western Canada, uh, and Northern Mexico, as well as parts of Australia too. Lots of cowboys and cowgirls come from uh, from down under. Today, um, it's a sporting event that involves horses and other livestock designed to test the skill and speed of the cowboy and cowgirls. American-styled professional rodeos generally comprise of the following events. So you've got tie-down roping, formerly called calf roping, team roping, where there's two um, ladies or two men on horseback. One ropes the front feet, one ropes the back feet. Steer wrestling, where one cow, one person's on one horse, the steer's in the middle, and then you have the hazer, the other horse on the other side that keeps that steer running straight. And you kind of lean off and you grab the horns of that, of that steer and you flip them over on their side. Super exciting. And sometimes it's so fast. Like I saw that somebody did it in like 1.4 seconds. It was crazy. Saddle bronc riding, bareback bronc riding, bull riding, barrel racing. Um, so the events essentially are divided into two basic groups, the rough stock events and the timed events. So your rough stock events are going to be your, uh, your bronc riding, your bull riding, um, steer wrestling, and then your uh, timed events. Uh, pardon me. Steer wrestling is going to be considered your timed event, your tie down roping and your barrel racing. Um, but there's other ones, breakaway roping, goat tying, pole bending, also may be part of some rodeos. The world's first public cowboy slash cowgirl contest, and it probably was just cowboys because the girls probably back in 1883 in Picos, Texas, uh, probably weren't allowed. They were probably, but times have changed. Us ladies were out there doing those rodeo events, uh, keeping up with the with the boys. Um, so this event, uh, the very first one, took place in Picos, Texas, July 4th, 1883, uh, between a cattle driver, Trav uh, Wyndham, and a roper named Morg Livingston. Um, you know, American rodeo, particularly popular throughout Western United States and the Canadian province of Alberta, is the official sport of Wyoming, South Dakota, and Texas. So, uh, you know, the iconic silhouette image of a bucking horse and rider is the federal and state registered trademark of the state of Wyoming. The Legislative Assembly of Alberta has considered making American rodeo the official sport of the province. However, still waiting on that. So we're hitting January. We're going to hit 2023 and we are going to hit all of the big uh, rodeos, Western stock shows. Um, so starting in January, we're headed to Colorado, to the big city of Denver, uh, and we're going to go to the National Western Stock Show and Rodeo. Takes place in January, 16 days of competition. Thousands of people from all over the country and the world attend every year. 
Uh, your traditional rodeo events are covered, your bareback riding, steer wrestling, roping, bronc riding, uh, bull riding. Uh, throughout the 16 days, the elite competition includes the Colorado versus the World Rodeo uh, Champion, the Mexican Rodeo Extravaganza, the uh, MLK Junior African American uh, Heritage Rodeo, Pink Pro Rodeo, and a PBR. It is one of the largest indoor rodeo events. In addition to this rodeo, it is home to world-class horse shows and the world's largest stock show. Horse shows including quarter horses, paints, hunter jumpers, reiners, mules, draft horses, pulling competitions. There are also several presentations and events, wild west shows, dog shows, you know, and, and that's still the rodeo, the Gymkhana. Interesting enough, the origin of, of this stock show and rodeo, the purpose of it was to demonstrate better breeding and feeding techniques to the area stockmen. And don't forget, when you're at these shows, there's going to be a ginormous trade show where you're going to buy, be able to buy Western art, clothing, um, jewelry, you name it, Western, it's going to be there. So you'll want to check that out in January in Denver. Um, the show's been on since 1906. Um, so what is that? That's we're at 2022, like that's uh, 114 years. So you definitely um, want to check that out. So we get to skip February, but you probably can find something local horsey to go to. Uh, we move into March, which takes us, we uh, move south of Colorado into Texas. We're headed to Houston to the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo, also called the H Rodeo Houston. 20 days. So we've gone from 16 to 20 days every March. Um, largest livestock exhibition and rodeo globally. Guess how many people go to it? Just guess. Wildest dreams. Two million people attend this rodeo every year. This show, this livestock show, rodeo. You've got cowboys, you've got cowgirls, you've got rodeo with a total purse. Like, so you want to win some money at the rodeo? Houston is where you want to go. 2.17 million in the pot. Again, that's just amazing. Um, they have roping, uh, bronc riding, barrel racing, steer wrestling, bull riding, chuck wagon races, calf scramble, mutton busting, my favorite to watch the little kids as they're holding on for dear life as that little sheep is just running or mutton, whatever they want to call it, and they're hanging on sideways. Um, so basically it comprises two different competitions, the Super Series and the Super Shootout, the, Nor uh, the North American Championship. In addition to the rodeo, always a livestock show, there's a carnival, Barbecue World Championship. So if you want to have some of the best barbecue in the whole entire world, the Houston Livestock Show is where you want to go. There's a parade, trail rides, concerts, um, big name performance are, are there. Beyonce, Bon Jovi, Taylor Swift has even performed there. Um, this show has been held since 1931. And like you hope that everybody shows up to help. 33,000 volunteers it takes to run that show, which is just unreal. Absolutely just unreal to think that... Uh, that that's something um, 
you know, an event, it takes that many people. But you think two million people go, so yep, they definitely need all of those people helping out. So next, we move down to summer, to July. So we've given you April, May, and June to attend some local horse shows, attend your local rodeo, maybe uh, do some trail riding, getting all that read up. Then we hit July. Some of the big ones are in July. My hometown, where I grew up, the Calgary Stampede, uh, always the, starts the first Friday after uh, the July long weekend here in Canada. Um, you know, the whole theme of the Calgary Stampede is celebrating and preserving the Western heritage, culture, and community spirit. Approximately 1 million, 1 million visitors every year, and it is dubbed the greatest outdoor show on earth. And let me tell you, this whole city turns into a cow town, is what they like to refer to it as. There are bales of straw everywhere. Every storefront, every office building, every CEO pulls out their cowboy boots, their cowboy hats, their uh, bolo ties, and they all become cowboys for those 10 days in July. Um, again, it's one of the largest rodeos globally, outdoor, uh, hosts a variety of events. There is, it kicks off with an amazing parade um, that has, you know, floats and horses, and they always have like super cool parade marshals. This year they had uh, Kevin Costner, aka John Dutton from uh, Yellowstone, so that was big. Even you could go to one of the bars and get and 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 uh, Cole Hauser was there, but everyone just referred to him as Rip. I, I can't imagine what his life must be like now with with that show and his fame that has come with that. Like probably nobody calls him by his real name anymore. They probably all just refer to him as Rip. Um, but in conjunction with the Calgary Stampede, there's stage shows, concerts, agricultural competitions, chuck wagon racing. Um, they have First Nations exhibits. Uh, it's been around since 1912, with its roots tracing back to 1886. This one, 2,500 volunteers to run this event. The Calgary Stampede, um, you know, the rodeo itself, um, the pot, each, each, each event, they're winning day money on top of the big prize at the end of the week, like $100,000. Now I know COVID kind of changed that for a little bit. I think it dropped down to 50,000, but I do believe it's a, a hundred thousand. Um, rodeo in the afternoon, chuck wagon races in the evening. They've had uh, the First Nation relay races in the evening. They've had side saddle races in the evening. Uh, and then they put on this most amazing grandstand show with singers and dancers and comedians and acrobats and motorbikes jumping over stuff and high wire acts. And then every night for the 10 nights of Stampede, plus one extra, because they do like a sneak a peek night, they put on the most spectacular fireworks show. All throughout the city, you can see this, uh, you know, thousands of fireworks go off. It, it really is. It is something else. So now after Stampede, down the road, down to our friends in Wyoming, down to Cheyenne, um, Frontier Days are held. Um, 10 days, uh, again, another one as the world's largest outdoor rodeo and Western celebration. Uh, the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association has awarded Cheyenne Frontier's Days the largest outdoor rodeo of the year, 
award on 16 different occasions. Uh, and this rodeo has taken place since 1897. So if you're in the Wyoming area, you're very familiar with Frontier Days. But if you're out for summer holidays and you're making that Western loop, you can hit, uh, uh, we have one coming up that's in Arizona, but you can hit the Calgary Stampede in Calgary, Alberta, Cheyenne uh, Frontier Days in Wyoming, uh, and then, well, actually the one in Arizona is before that, but we'll get to that one. Um, you know, again, these rodeos, it's not just sitting around watching some, some cowboys and cowgirls ride fast horses and bucking horses. They have concerts, a midway, a carnival, Indian village, old frontier town, wild west shows, pancake breakfasts, cook-offs, fiesta day, takes about 3,000 volunteers. And, and what, what just grows my heart is hearing that these events are put on by volunteers. These people donate their time to be part of the community, to maintain, you know, to really promote that Western culture in, the, in their community. So that's really awesome. Uh, this rodeo sees around 200,000 visitors coming annually. So, and when I look at these numbers of people actually coming, I suspect that that's more imports. So that's not taking into account the, the local people that, uh, that attend this uh this rodeo so now we do uh, and i was a slightly out of order but um the july long weekend fourth of july weekend in uh the united states the prescott rodeo frontier days happen uh so prescott arizona this rodeo dates back or, or frontier days dates back to 1888 and it is officially the world's oldest rodeo uh they have your traditional, your steer wrestling, your bareback riding, your roping, your barrel racing. Um, but they also have a wild horse race, which is super cool. Um, they have also teamed up with Horses with Heart to, ho to host Happy Hearts Rodeo for exceptional children. And I just love that, exceptional children. So uh, you, can, you can dissect into that what that means. Um, but yeah, totally uh, is something amazing. And they have the parades, the arts, the craft shows, the dance. Um, the historic rodeo attracts thousands, thousands of spectators every year. Well, now we're going to move away from North America and we're going to head over to our friends in France. Yes, I said France. You know, most times when you think of rodeos, you don't, don't think of France. But they're in the stunning town of Saint-Argave in France is home to Europe's premier rodeo called the Equa Blues. Uh, it spans five days in August, bringing the taste of the American West to France to showcase Western riding, the rodeo, uh, sorry, showcase Western riding. Uh, the rodeo features speed, barrel racing, pole bending, cattle, handling events. Since 1989, it has attracted the best cowboys and cowgirls from all across Europe. In addition to the rodeo, some country music concerts, some line dancing, uh, a Western village where people can immerse themselves in the traditional life of a cowboy. With attendance often in the thousands and 140 volunteers make this a very unique event. Um, moving into September, we are going hitting back the, uh, the West Coast of the United States. We're going up to Oregon to Pendleton, uh, the Pendleton Roundup, 1910. So we're going on like 112 years. 
takes place uh, eight days in September, it brings in you know a minimum of 50,000 people, more people into that city. Um, there's Indian relay races, wild cow milking, in, in conjunction with your traditional, your bronc riding, your roping, your barrel racing. Um, an all-around award is given to the competitor who wins the most amount of money in multiple events. Um, this event also has the Extreme Bulls Finale as well. So if you like bull riding, this is a, a big one to go see. Um, as well, in conjunction with the rodeo, the, the Roundup also features a parade, concerts, a village, um, it also is famous for the Happy Canyon Night Show portraying Native American culture before um, Lewis and Clark's expedition uh, of the American West settling. So that's super fun. Now, as our, our year wraps up, uh, come December, um, the National Finals Rodeo happens in Las Vegas. Um, so organized by the Professional Rodeo Cowboy Association, or the PRCA, uh, the National Finals Rodeo is America's premier championship rodeo event. Uh, it takes place every December for 10 days in, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, there are seven events at the finals with 10 championships. The events include roping, both team and tie down, bareback riding, steer wrestling, bronc riding, barrel racing, and bull riding. Bull riding. In addition, there is an all-around award given to the highest money winner in two or more events. So can you imagine being, um, you know, that the top of your game in more than one event? And most, and lots of times it's the ropers and a bronc rider or a steer wrestler and a bull rider. Well, probably not a bull rider because bull riders have to be a little bit crazy guy. Who wants to get on the back of a bucking bull that wants to eat you after? But two each is their own. Um... So, so the, the top winner, uh, a top money winner in two or more events gets that all around title. The NFR uh, is often called the Super Bowl of Rodeo. Um, world champions are crowned in each event. And since 1959, only the best of the best compete as the finals showcase the top 15 money winners of the P PRCA in each event. No other event takes place across the 10 days as it only focuses on the rider. Now, one thing to kind of keep in mind at this uh, at this rodeo, um, they have like Las Vegas literally turns into cowboy town. Like everywhere, you know, everybody's got a cowboy hat on. Everybody's got blue jeans on, Wrangler jeans, the Western shirts, the cowboy hats. It really, truly is. But they really just focus on the rodeo. So there isn't a stock show there. You know, there's still probably some country concerts and those kind of things. But uh, for the most part, it is uh, just the rodeo. So uh, I know we just kind of touched on a few of them. So just to recap, in January, if you're looking for a big uh, Western stock show uh, or, and rodeo, you want to go to Denver to the National Western Stock Show. March, you've got the Houston Livestock Show. July, you've got Prescott, Arizona. Calgary Stampede in Calgary, Alberta. Cheyenne Frontier Days in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Maybe you want to head over to uh, France in August and check out the Equa Blues. September, you've got Pendleton in Oregon. 
and December, the cream of the crop at the NFR in Las Vegas. So I hope you've enjoyed hearing about some of these famous rodeos um, and, and the amazing things that you can see when you're there. Um, so you may want to check those out. Uh, if you head over to our website, equestrianadventuresses.com, uh, you'll be able to find the show notes for this show, and it's going to give you a bunch of links to, to the different rodeos and those kind of things. So uh, on behalf of Uta and myself, I do thank you so much for uh, for listening today. Um, if you like the show, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you will not miss any new episodes in the future. If you'd like to give us some feedback or suggest a topic for a future show, please send us an email or message us via Facebook or simply leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher. The greater reviews we receive, the more like-minded people can find our show. And don't forget to check out all the great things on our website, equestrianadventuresses.com. Our goal is to provide you with all the information you need to feel confident to go out on your own equestrian adventure. So until next time, adventuresses, happy trails!